Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and in today's episode we have yet another deck profile, this for Special Booster version 1.0. This time we're going to be looking at my take on a deck that many people are suggesting could be very good in the 1.0 meta, which is the Red Gallantmon deck. But first, an announcement. Registration of interest is now open for the official Bandai Run webcam tournament. It will be taking place in each region, 12th to 13th of December. If you have a confirmed pre-order, you can register, and everyone who participates will receive prizes. This is very, very cool. This is the first official Digimon card game tournament. It's a huge milestone for the game, so I don't want you to miss out on your chance to play. I'll put all the links and the information in the um, show notes, so please check that out. Also, depending on where you're listening from and when you're listening, today is pre-release day. I wish you all the best of luck with your boosters. Hopefully you got a chance to pre-order some product and we'll be getting your hands on some cards today. I know I personally am very excited to head to my LGS today and pick up my cards. So best of luck to you all with the pulls from your boosters. And now let's jump into the main topic. As per our Twitter poll from a couple weeks ago, I've been doing deck profiles for the 1.0 meta because that's where you indicated that you guys would want to see around pre-release time. Last week we covered a black blocker-based deck, and this week I'm going to be covering a red deck which is centered around Gallantmon. And there's a few reasons that I've chosen this deck to cover today. Firstly, many people who are a lot better at the Digimon card game than I am have mentioned this deck or they've talked about decks based around this card as one to watch in the 1.0 meta that may be very good or may be able to compete. So a bit different from the black deck that we looked at last week, which, while fun, isn't really expected to compete on that level. And secondly, I've been looking for a red deck that doesn't revolve around Omnimon, because I feel that Omnimon as a deck has been covered more than enough by plenty of other people, and I don't have anything new to add. All I can say about Omnimon is it's good. If you're looking for a great Omnimon deck, there are many out there. It's not hard to find. You'll be able to pick that up somewhere else. I didn't want to just retread that when I didn't feel I had anything new to add. And finally, I'm a huge fan of red in the Digimon card game, and I'm going to take any excuse to talk about that color. So, like last week, this episode is going to be divided into two sections. We'll have a building the deck section and then playing the deck There's going to be a link to the deck in the show notes, so please follow along with that as I read the cards. And let's jump into it. Unlike last week's deck, this deck wasn't my own concept. It was a lot easier to get inspiration for this deck online, whereas when I was looking for a black deck, there weren't really many to work with. I was able to get a few different deck lists for a red Gallantmon deck to see what other people were choosing to include and why they were putting it in before I sat down to make my own list. This is a good example of another way to brew decks. There's a lot of controversy around so-called net decking in trading card games, which refers to just taking a deck from the internet and playing exactly that list. Now, I think that taking inspiration from others is a totally valid way to build a deck, but you need to understand that that's a jumping off point, and it's always going to be more rewarding if you take the time to understand why certain choices have been made, and you take the opportunity to add your own kind of flair and style to the deck. So the win condition of the deck is Gallantmon. Gallantmon is an 11,000 DP, 12 cost, 4 to Digivolve, level 6, and it has two effects. 
The first is a when digivolving effect. If you have a red tamer in play when you digivolve into Gallantmon, you delete one of your opponent's 6,000 DP or less Digimon. So 6,000 DP will kill more or less any level 6, a lot of level 4s, and even some level 5s actually fall below that. So you're going to get have a lot of options on your opponent's field to destroy with this effect. So you'll almost always be able to get something. The next effect is kind of the kicker though. Uh, when attacking... You trash one of your opponent's security for every 10 cards in their trash. So if they have 10 cards in their trash in their discard pile, when you attack with Gallantmon, you take out one of their security and put it into their discard pile, into their trash, before security checks are made. So if that card is a Digimon, it doesn't become a security Digimon. If that card has a security effect, it doesn't activate. It's just going straight to the trash. Now, as we talked about when we looked at our Black Blockers deck and jamming, getting rid of your opponent's security while keeping your main Digimon safe can be huge. And what's really awesome about this is you don't even have to be attacking your opponent's security. It's just a when attacking effect. So this will activate even when you're attacking your opponent's Digimon. So you can attack an opponent's Digimon, take it off the board, and still get rid of their security, which is really awesome. You... Blocking can't stop this effect either. It's still going to happen because this happens before any kind of blocking or security checks activate. So, obviously, this is very good against purple decks, which are trying to trash their own cards, so they're going to have a lot of cards in their trash for Gallantmon's effect. But even other decks are regularly going to trash 10 cards over the course of the game just from Digimon being destroyed and all their sources going to the discard. It's option cards being used, so on and so forth. So it's a really powerful effect. And of course, we can build our deck in a way that will make the most of it. Now let's talk about the cards that we're including. First, we need to talk about the Digi-Eggs. And I've seen many variations on which Digi-Eggs to include. I decided for my list to go with four Yokomon, which has an inheritable effect that says, when attacking an opponent's Digimon, this Digimon gets plus 1,000 DP for the turn. I chose this because Gallantmon's effect doesn't need us to attack the opponent, so we're going to be attacking their Digimon a bit more often than usual, so this effect will come up more than it might in other decks. And I also included one of the starter deck, Koromon, which gives you plus 1000 DP if the Digimon has four or more Digivolution sources. Uh, I included this because I wanted the full five Digi-Eggs so we could maximize the amount of Digivolving we get to do, maximize the amount of cards we get to draw, and none of the cards in our deck have or grant piercing. So there was really no reason to include Bebidomon, which needs the Digimon to have piercing. So by process of elimination, we've included the only other option we have in 1.0 meta, which is Koromon. And since we want to Digivolve up to Gallantmon anyway, we're going to get access to that 1000 DP. So it's still pretty good. And now on to the Digimon. So in terms of our ratios, we are playing 14 level 3s, 12 level 4s, 9 level 5s, and 5 level 6s. This is on the higher end of the number of Digimon you want to play. And I chose to run this many Digimon because this deck wants to be aggressive and it wants to quickly Digivolve up to Gallantmon and both parts of that strategy need plenty of Digimon. So I wanted to make sure we had plenty to work with. First, uh, level 3s. We start with 4 Monodramon. Monodramon's 2 cost to play, 3000 DP vanilla Digimon. It's included, so it's a cheap and quick way to get a Digimon on the board to Digivolve from. That's really important in our sort of turbo up to Gallantmon strategy. And this card could also have been the starter deck Beomon because they're functionally 
the same card, both two costs, both 3,000 DP. I just chose Monodramon because it was kind of dragon-themed and it fit with the aesthetics I was going for. That was the only reason I chose this over the Beomon. It's a personal preference. I wouldn't necessarily include both, though, because we do want some other effects out of our level 3s. For example, we're playing for Gilmon. Now, Gilmon's inheritable ability gives you plus 1,000 DP while there are five or more cards in our opponent's trash. Now, as we said earlier, this number is going to happen incredibly often, so we could pretty reasonably count on the extra power boost from Gilmon, and that extra power is going to help us get past most other level 6s, so we'll destroy them in battle, or we won't be destroyed by them when they come up as security Digimon. To that end, we're also including 4 starter deck Agumon, which gives us just an unconditional plus 1000 DP as an inheritable effect. That's there for the same purpose as Gilmon, uh, so it's a little bit better because it's unconditional, but also Agumon only has 1000 DP, whereas Gilmon has 3000 DP, so Agumon will die to everything, whereas Gilmon might be able to be used to take out some lower power level 3s as well. And finally, we're including two Agumon BT1010. So this is the Agumon from the base set proper. It has an on-play effect. So when it's played, you reveal the top five cards of your deck, you add a Tamer card to your hand, and then put the rest on the bottom of your deck in any order. Gallantmon's Digivolve effect needs you to have a red Tamer on the field to activate. So this Agumon just helps us get Tamers into our hand to make sure that we have them on the field when we're Digivolving into Gallantmon and we're getting that effect. Now for our level 4s, the first level 4 we're playing is 4 copies of Dark Tyranimon. Dark Tyranimon is vanilla with 6000 DP, it has a play cost of 6, but it costs just 1 memory to Digivolve into. So Dark Tyranimon is there to help us kind of turbo up into Gallimon, get up to that Gallimon really quickly. And it also means that we can quickly recover up into a high level Digimon after a big, maybe on play Terra Force or on other removal options. So when a big Digimon gets removed, we should be able to recover fairly quickly because it won't cost us a lot of memory to get back up through our Digivolution levels. Uh, next we have four Cordramon. There aren't many blocker options in 1.0, and without blockers, in a lot of cases, you're going to very quickly die, so you'll almost always see four of whichever blocker is in the relevant color. Cordramond is the red, so we're playing four of them. We're also playing four of the starter deck Greymon. Now, this could be my le favorite level four in 1.0. It's got a great inheritable ability. It grants our Digimon security attack plus one, no conditions, nothing you need to sort of... No other conditions you need to meet to get this effect, it just does it. So if it's under Gallimon, if our opponent has 10 cards in their trash, that means that Gallimon is going to take out three of our opponent's security when it attacks the security. It's going to trash one for its effect, and then it's going to take out two because of the security attack plus one. Security attack plus is a great effect in any aggressive deck, so I wanted to make sure to include plenty of ways to give it in this deck Four starter deck Greymon, that's four ways to grant security attack plus one. I thought that was a bit of a no-brainer. Now to the level fives. First we have four copies of Groundramon. Now Groundramon is a vanilla Digimon, meaning it doesn't have any effects. When I say vanilla, it means that it doesn't have any effects, but it only costs two to Digivolve into. So like, like Dark Tyranimon, it is there for us to turbo up into Gallantmon. We're also playing three copies of War Growlmon. War Growlmon is a great level five. It's got a Digivolve effect and an inheritable effect. 
So the Digivolve effect destroys an opponent's Digimon with 3,000 DP or less, so long as we have a red Tamer in play when we Digivolve into War Growlmon. So kind of the same as Gallopmon's, just taking out a weaker Digimon. Still very good, though, going to get most level 3s. The Inheritable is the same effect as Gilmon, so that will give our Digimon plus 1,000 DP if our opponent has 5 or more cards in their trash. So, as I said, War Growlmon's Digivolution effect can take out a key level 3 or even some weak level 4s which can deny an opponent the opportunity to digivolve up next turn and its inheritable gives Gallopmon another power boost just to get up over our opponent's Digimon. And finally we've got two Skull Greymon. Now Skull Greymon has an on play effect which deletes one of our opponent's Digimon with blocker so when you play Skull Greymon from your hand not digivolved it will delete one of your opponent's Digimon with Blocker. So Skull Greymon's a bit of a key removal piece to get, help get our last few attacks through for slightly cheaper than a Terra Force from our hand. And then we also get a Digimon on the field to Digivolve into a Gallopmon. So pretty good inclusion. It just gets rid of a key Blocker that's holding us back so that we can get our attacks through for the win. And finally, we've got our level sixes. We have one copy of Volcanic Dramon, which is kind of a tech card. It decimates an opposing rookie rush strategy. So it's got an on-play effect. So when you play it straight from your hand, it destroys each opponent's Digimon with 4,000 DP or less. So it's going to get rid of that sort of big suite of weaker Digimon that our opponent's been building up. It also has security attack plus one on the card so that it can swing for huge damage the turn after it comes down. So it's also a good attacker if we really need to. And then finally, of course, because it's the main point of the deck and it's our win condition we are playing the full suite of four Gallopmon that's so we can maximize our chances of seeing at least one during a game hopefully two if we're getting lots of Digivolution draw effects. So that concludes the Digimon now onto the Tamers. Now we're playing just one Tamer card which could be a bit light and this is where I might make some changes but we're playing all four of that Tamer so the t- card is Taikamiya BT1085. So this is the tie from the 1.0 set, not the tie from the starter decks. It's one of the memory tamers, so it has the effect of when we start our turn with two or less memory, it will set our memory to three. So we include this tamer because Gallopmon is expensive to digivolve into, it's four to digivolve into, and our deck is prone to being memory choked, which is when our opponent purposely denies us as much memory as possible, only giving us one or two. So it's really important that we always have access to this Tamer, which is why we're playing the full four. It gives us three memory guaranteed on our turn, and it means that we can just do a little bit more, keep up with what our opponents are doing. Uh, We also play four Tamers because we want to maximize the chance that we'll have one on the field when we Digivolve into Gallopmon, so we get that effect. And lastly... We've got our option cards. Now we're playing four Terra Force. This is arguably, but probably, the best removal option in 1.0. And it really does work here. It destroys opposing Digimon with no other caveats. It will just destroy an opponent's Digimon. And we can destroy Digimon with plenty of evolution sources, Digivolution sources, to put a lot of cards into our opponent's trash for Gallopmon's effect. Important to include plenty of Terra Force because in any trading card game it's important that you have ways to disrupt your opponent's strategy so you can stop them from getting to their win condition while you're trying to get to yours and Terra Force is kind of our best way of doing that especially if it's coming up from our security we want to maximize the chances that will happen so we play the full four.
And then finally, we're playing two copies of Gravity Crush. So Gravity Crush is a zero cost option that gives us plus two memory, but at the end of our turn, we lose plus two memory to our opponent and it has no security effect. So we're prone to being memory check choked, as I said earlier, and that extra plus two can extend that turn further than our opponents were prepared for. They're not really going to be expecting you to get an extra two memory out of nowhere. And that can represent a whole extra card of value if you're digivolving up. And that can be all the difference between a win and a loss. Getting to play one more card on your turn before passing over to your opponent maintains your tempo, maintains your presence on the board and it means that you can keep up with what they're trying to do even if they're trying to choke you out. Unfortunately we do have to give up two memory to our opponent and this card does nothing in our security so it is a bit of a give or and take. I've also seen the base set Metal Greymon included in this deck and that's a memory borrower which when it attacks it gives us plus three memory but at the end of the turn our opponent gets three memory. I've seen this played in this deck for this exact same reason, so I'd be interested to know what you think, listeners, of playing Gravity Crush over the Metal Greymon. Which one would you prefer to include? Would you include both? Would you include neither? Would you figure out another way to deal with the memory choking problem? And with that, we come to the end of building our deck. That's all the cards we've included. We've decided to include. Now I'd like to talk about playing the deck. So the main strategy should be to turbo up into Gallimon as quickly as possible. Mostly, you're going to want to do this with Dark Tyranimon and Groundramon because it will get you up to that Gallimon as quickly as possible. But you can also throw Greymon in there for extra security attacks just to get you over the line with those Gallimon attacks. Speaking of attacks, you'll want to attack quickly and attack often with this deck. It's okay to throw away Digimon on early attacks. Because we want to outpace our opponents, we don't really stack up well if we go into a longer, more drawn-out game. So we want to be finishing the game a bit quicker. And Gallimon's effect, which trashes your opponent's security, importantly happens before security checks. So if your opponent has only one security left when Gallimon attacks and it discards that security, it will then be performing a direct attack and will win the game from your opponent having one security in just one attack. So once your opponents have 10 cards in their trash, they should feel very unsafe and you should be really pressing that advantage attacking often. Uh, Try to pick your removal targets for your targeted removal. Try to make sure you're choosing the right targets and... In a later episode, we'll talk about how to assess the threats of various cards on the field. But if you're in a situation where, for example, you could destroy a level 3 with an inheritable effect over a level 3 with an on-play effect, you would destroy the level 3 with the inheritable effect instead of the one with the on-play effect because the on-play effect has already happened. Your opponent's already got that value. You're not denying them anything by destroying that level 3, but destroying the level 3 with the inheritable denies your opponent that future value. Now, people who have maybe looked at a few deck lists already would notice that I chose not to include any Omnimon in the deck, whereas a lot of other versions of this deck do. Uh, I chose not to include any Omnimon as kind of a personal challenge to myself to see how good I could make the deck without putting in Omnimon, but it's very easy to make room for Omnimon. It is a very good card. It's got enough power to roll over everything, and it's got one of the best removal effects in the game. So there's definitely a reason to include the Omnimon you can feel free to do that. I just didn't do it as kind of a personal challenge to myself. But just remember that the Omnimon in this deck isn't the point of the deck. It's just a tool in the deck. The point of the deck is the Gallopmon, and the Omnimon is just another way to get up over the line.
And that brings us to the end of the episode. A nice and quick one so you can all get out there and start opening those booster boxes. Start opening that pre-release product. I hope you enjoyed the deck profile from today. It was pretty fun to put together. It's fast. It's aggressive. It's everything that I really enjoy out of my decks in my trading card games. It's pretty fun to pilot. And I do actually think looking at it, I agree that this could be a pretty strong kind of deck. Maybe not this version because I'm not the best deck brewer going, but it's definitely a good jumping off point for your own brews, for your own ideas. And that's the big takeaway that I wanted people to have from this episode. It's that there's many ways to build a deck. There's many ways that you could put your deck together, but it's always really important to put your own spin on it. So in this deck, I chose Monodramon over Beomon, and that had no mechanical effect on the deck, but it meant that at the end, all the Digimon were draconic, or they were dinosaurs, or they digivolved from dragon or dinosaur Digimon canonically. So that helped the deck feel more mine. It felt more cohesive to me. And kind of looking at it, I got to say, hey, I chose to put all kind of dragons in this deck, and that made it feel more like my list, even though it was based on a lot of other lists I'd seen on the internet and in other places from other people. So sometimes these small decisions can be the difference between a deck that you're going to play and keep for months or even years and just keep changing and reusing and a deck that's going to end up dismantled for parts in less than a week because it's just maybe good, but just not fun to pilot. It just doesn't feel like you. So really look for those opportunities to put your own spin on your deck. Now, my question to you, listeners, is what did you pull in your pre-order boosters? What did you get out of your pre-order boxes? Please send me pictures of your best pulls. I would love to see them. I would love to get that conversation going about what everybody's got, what everyone's really excited about. Please send them to me either via my Twitter at ConnorEFMG or email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com and feel free to contact me there as well. If you have any questions, feedback, comments or concerns, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.